Good afternoon, Michael. Hello, Akeem. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? Yeah, man, trying to stay out of trouble, you know, the usual, as always. As always. As always. All right, so we're talking about uh, Drizzy Drake and King Pusher, right? Yes, we're talking about rat beefs and their role. Do they, the effect that they have on society, and how does it necessarily portray the black male in the media, in the, in the, in the conscious community, per se. Um, I had like an interesting tip point that I noticed with this beef. It's like, it's, it's even dragged over into like my professional life. Like I have white coworkers asking me, have I been paying attention to the Drake what? And, and push your TV? <laughs> like I lot, I lot, I lot of you not. Like I got to work. My boss was like, "Hey, did you did you did you hear uh, Pusha T's response to Drake?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm talking about like a forty year old. <laughs> I'm talking like so like a forty year old middle aged white dude like asking me that I hear Pusha T's response to Drake." So. I don't know if it's just because it's Drake's popularity and because he's like crossed over into a no a whole nother like level or access. Well, but, I mean, probably no, because what was it? Um, his Meek Mill beef. You know, everybody was talking about that. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like he's so popular that like everyone is in tune to it. And it's interesting. The thing about it that's interesting to me because, all right, they're both technically black males. Yes. Drake is of mixed race, but he's technically a black male, right? Yep. And so, but it's like Pusha T represents to me like, um, like hood black male, like you know what I mean, like the like yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's it's um, like he represents the street. Let me use that as better. I'd say hood black, but but like Pusha T represents the street, and it's like some of the things and the words that he's dropping, I'm like, man, it's, it's kind of, it's not, it's not uncomfortable for me, but I'm like, how do white people listen to this and not be uncomfortable? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't listen, listen to it around black people. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's just, it all, you think like, oh, you look at somebody, you're like, man, you, they don't, they might not necessarily think that, you know, understand us, but I think they, they have a very good idea or understanding of like who we are. And you know what I'm saying? In the way we think, because they listen to the same things we listen to, but we just think they don't. Well, that's so, the unfortunate part, though. Right. Because, you know, if you are basing your thought process and your judgment or rationalization of a, of a race or a culture or anything off the media, then you're already going to have skewed thoughts. Because if you already thought, like, all black men are deadbeat fathers and stuff like that, this ain't help. This ain't help knock that out. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying, and then it's like, and now it might I've never been, heard. It might have been a shock to Drake fans, but then they probably were like, "Oh, well, I guess that's just the narrative. He's just a black guy." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, it's, it's just like I've never heard so many deadbeat fathers make fun of somebody for being a possible deadbeat father. Like that, that was that made me laugh. Like, yeah, that was that was interesting. Like, so we don't know. You know what he's doing, what he's paying, who he's seeing, stuff like that. Because the way I see it is like, your personal life is your personal life. Of course, you're a public figure, but you still have the right to have your life private. You know, you can do what you want to do in your private life. So if you have a kid by somebody privately, 
that's your, you know, that's you. You don't have to tell people like, hey, I got this kid. That's like one thing. Chris Brown was like, well, what he should do is he should do like I do and accept his child publicly. Um, you know, Chris Brown had the kid uh, royalty. So once he yeah. found out he actually had the kid and the test was positive and stuff, you know, she was everywhere, like on the internet and all these pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, I mean, you don't have okay. to prove to people because I, I, you know, in my opinion, Chris Brown did it because he was trying to prove to people, look, I'm not a deadbeat. Look, I'm not a deadbeat. You know, I feel like I'm not like, as bad as everybody thinks I am. I feel like yeah. that a little bit too, yeah. But I feel like I feel like he got a bad rap for it too, though, because like, of, of course, as an entertainer, you want to make sure that child is yours. Like, you're not gonna be paying. Like, they're not paying simple child support as a, like a regular person is paying a few hundred bucks a month. Like, their yeah. child support is like five figures. You yeah, know, you're dropping paying- <laughs> a lot a month. <laughs> they're, drop- you know, they're dropping a lot of money. Thirty grand like, a month. Like, why does it maybe thirty thousand dollars a month? Exactly, exactly. So you're dropping thirty grand a month. I'm gonna keep at bay too until I find out if this child is mine or not. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So people give I like even my, my wife was like sorry to give her a blast, but she was like, Yeah, Chris Brown did the same thing. And I'm like, uh, but he claims his daughter now. Like he they had to make he had to make sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, you, have, you gotta make sure. You gotta make sure that that's your child, like regardless. So these chicks ain't out here cutting thirty thousand dollar child support checks, so they always see it from their perspective. Like, oh, what is the mom supposed to do? Well, she'll be all right. Whenever he eventually cut the check, it'll make up for all the lost time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll make up for it. Trust me. But I mean, what 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 is your perspective? Like, what do you think? Like, do you think? I know for me, it was like I was excited about the beef, but then I was a little bit like embarrassed like when i'm i'm watching espn and like rachel nichols it's like and and uh she, what did she say she was like oh and by the way drake still hasn't responded i'm like what <laughs> like what does that have to do with lebron in the finals like where did that even come from like but yeah like, <laughs> i was just oh, man. like the rap beats are interesting you know it, it's always fun to listen to you know two people go at it but it's like for me so like I listened to the first what the first two Drake ones. I think I listened to the first push one, then the Drake ones, and then the last push one. So I listened to all four of them, right? Because mm. first they were playing on the radio, and then everybody was talking about them, and then they popped them on YouTube and stuff. So I listened to them. I was like, oh, okay, cool, you know, they're they're dissing each other for some reason, whatever. Apparently, then, it goes back some time, but yeah, I mean, like just just fight, just go to the box, <laughs> just, just fight it out. Like, what is this? You know, that's just the last year, but it's like. The only thing I didn't like about it, no, the main thing I didn't like about it was uh, in Pusha T's, um, uh, his, you know, his finishing, his nail in the coffin pretty much, was him um, um, talking about the guy 40 having multiple sclerosis. I was like, that's a low blow. In my opinion, I was like, that's a low blow. That was a low blow. Like, you know, insulting, you know, like doing something with Drake's mom about her already being last. Okay, that's, I get it. It makes sense. You know, Drake having a kid, I got it. You know what I'm saying? But, it's like, damn, this dude's like sick, possibly dying, and you're insulting this guy. Like, like I was like, that's that's a little low. That's a little low in my opinion. But um, that, you know, that was a, as a whole, just like it really gives people of any race just a chance to rag on a black man. You know, like it just gives you a free pass to talk shit about somebody, and nobody. Like, and it's really nothing. It's like it's just so common now. You guys can just talk shit about this person. You know, so it's like you got random people saying, "Oh yeah, Drake's a deadbeat dad." Like, 
you would never say that about the other guy, your coworker that's a deadbeat diet. So why do you get to say like you're just talking about this now? Like it gives everybody a chance to just insult black men. You know, and I'm not saying it doesn't say it doesn't go in other, you know, in other races and other cultures with their media, but I think as like in the black yeah. community, you shouldn't be yeah. having like publicized beefs where the entire world is like listening to y'all and saw each other, you know, because it gives everybody else in the world say, Oh, well, they doing it to themselves. Let me do it too. Like, what the fuck? Another thing, too, that's very interesting is that hip-hop or rap is the only genre of music where there exists beats where people actually, uh, you know, dog each other in songs. Like, you don't never hear, like, you've never heard of, like, a white group. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, NSYNC then never came at, you know what I'm saying, uh, Backstreet Boys or, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Aerosmith didn't get into a, a beef with Rolling Stone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it, you don't, and if they did, it didn't, they didn't sing about it in their music. It might have been, like, privately or whatever or, you know, deals behind the table. It's like, for, for whatever reason, yeah. um, when we get, like, in hip-hop, like, when people get into beefs with each other, they make songs about each other, right? And I was well, like, no, battle rap was is a huge part of like the hip hop culture, you know. True, like, true, true, true. You know, true. even battling just like breakdance battling, like competition, you know, steel sharpened steel type of thing. Right. You know? yeah. But that That's was cool because it was like when it started, y'all were in y'all community. You know what I'm saying? Y'all were in y'all like in Harlem or some shit in y'all community rapping. You know, so only people in your neighborhood, you know, heard you just deliver dude the like the sickest you know bars ever. And I was like, everybody involved. Like, oh. Oh. And then, and, and just to give a little history perspective on that, right? Because a lot of people are I, like, I thought about it, and and then I remembered um, something when I actually took a hip hop culture class when I was in college, and this topic actually came up. We actually were discussing the uh, the Biggie and Tupac beef, and this was probably mm-hmm. back in this was I don't I don't remember exactly the, the time frame of, of their beef, but I remember my class was in like two thousand seven, whatever. Right? Yes. Yeah. So. We were talking about the beef, and um, he he was talking about like the history of it, like how rap, like how it even came about, right? And the one one thing that people don't remember, like you ever heard of playing the dozens, or yeah. like playing the dozens is like basically your mom jokes, like you know your mom's so fat, yeah. That, yeah. You're right. So that's what playing the dozens is like in back in the day old school, when they used to, like, you know, rag on each other, bust with each other, or joke, they used to call it playing the dozens. So right. so you and a guy standing on the corner, you just start playing the dozens, whatever, right? And then, like, that eventually evolved into what is hip-hop today. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So it was right. uh, it was other aspects of it, but, like, you know what I'm saying, breakdancing and music and all that started coming together along with that culture of playing the dozens and doing all this other stuff. So, like, that aspect of our culture where we... Because I think we might be the only people that do that, that just, like, rag on each other. Like, other people don't do that. So that's just a part of our, like, culture. Like, oh, your feet yeah. so big. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. that that aspect of us, like, you know what I'm saying, just going at each other, all in fun. Like, it's always, it was always supposed to be all in fun. It never gets too serious or whatever. It's supposed to be all in fun. You know Probably what I'm saying? Right. Right. <laughs> right, right. Somebody always gets salty. Somebody always gets salty and wants to fight. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The culture, it started where just like, all right, we talking about each other, but it's all in fun. And I feel like rap beefs have took it to a whole nother level. Like you actually had, I mean, we had two of the most iconic um hip hop artists ever die over rap beef. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just so it was like 
it, it, it was interesting. But another thing about it is like like you were saying is that how 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 in tune like it just gives everyone a, a clear path and a straight insight into our culture and to be and like a path to just be insulting towards somebody yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? And then another yeah. another another thing that people don't necessarily know is, is people immediately start taking sides too. Yeah, like automatically, like why y'all taking sides? You don't know even one of these guys. Right. Like, how you taking sides? And that was the thing that was real crazy to me. Like, why are people taking sides? And then you find yourself like I found myself a couple times like annoyed with somebody's taking somebody's side, and then I would take the other person's side, and now I'm wrapped up into it. But I'm just annoyed that you're taking someone's side. You see what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like. So by me being like, when people be like, oh, like, for example, somebody's like, yeah, that track by Pusha T was whack, though. I'm like, wait a minute. Now, I don't have a, a, a horse in the battle or whatever, but, like, it wasn't whack. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. whack. It wasn't whack. Like, I mean, give credit where credit was due. So now I'm ending up defending Pusha T, and I'm not, I don't really care. But at the same time, it's like, you know. It's and then just, you don't want to go back a week later. When Drake drops a verse, and just like, oh, he dropped, you know, vice versa. Like, you know, Drake actually won that one. They like, oh, you wish you watched. Right, 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 right. You can't just enjoy it for what it is. I'm just typing on my computer, not on my business. You brought, you brought this shit to me. Like, I was minding my business. You brought this to, to my table. Exactly. As soon as I mentioned it to somebody, like, yeah, that track by, by Drake. Like, when Drake had the first track that came out after the Pusha T one. I was like, yo, that response was crazy. Like, he even came at Kanye. Like, that joint was, that was crazy, right? Man, he don't want no parts of Push. He don't want no parts of him. Did it? Like, people all come. I'm like, look, I don't care. I just thought it was crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know the history. <laughs> I don't know why they upset. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. Right, I don't care. Then, then Push dropped his joint the day after Memorial Day. And I was like, yo, that was that was crazy too. And all of a sudden now, oh, you switching sides. You oh you I mean what team I'm you... just appreciating the art form as it is. Right. Oh, you team that's so like now you the team Drake or you team push. And I'm like, I don't really care. I mean neither one of them paying my bills. Neither, neither one of them is paying my motherfucking bills. Neither, Fuck them neither one of them paying my bills. Don't care. It's all it's all entertainment. I just wish that. Like honestly, I wish it would have kept it would have kept going, but I don't want it to go to a place where uh, apparently, like they, I don't know if they decided together or someone decided for them. Apparently, someone might have decided for them to squash the beef because it was about to get to a place where they was afraid it might get to like some Biggie Tupac stuff. Oh yeah, it's like if it kept going, that would have got ugly. Right, like, it would have got ugly. There's no other way. Like because at this point now, you know. Because right. like, so, if I was Drake, right, and somebody's ragging on my boy for possibly dying, I'm, I don't, I'm not rapping no more. We we scrapping. There's no, there's no way. Like, there's no. That's not. Like it's like that shit. Like that was like a line, then just like you crossed it a little bit. Like, yeah, he de- he. That's de- how I feel. He definitely crossed the line, and I feel like he definitely crossed the line because he 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 has no fear of what Drake could potentially do. Right, so it's like. You know what I mean? It's like he he he's not worried about Drake. He's like, oh, I hurt your feelings, Drake. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, cause no one, no one, no one's looking at Drake as if he's some tough guy or something. So, but see, that's the thing. Like, no one thinks of him as a tough guy, but his money's pretty tough. His money is pretty long, and and that's the thing, right? <laughs> because what was it? Um, 
I forgot the, the one. I forgot the rapper. Some rapper paid. I think it was uh, Gotti. Somebody paid some dudes to shoot up um, Young Dolph's tour bus or something like that. His car. Yeah, I heard. Right. I, yes, and, yes, yes. I heard about. And that. Young Dolph was like riding around like a bulletproof limousine or something like that. But it looked like fifty shots, right? And one of the guys that involved in the shooting was black, uh, black youngster, black gangster, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the ones that was that was shooting down, the, shooting at the truck or whatever it was. And it's like, I mean, I think it was Gotti. Gotti got money, but he don't got Drake money, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Drake could, if, Drake could be like, look, you murked this dude for me. I got you a deal with Jordan, right? You got a Jordan deal now. You got a sneaker deal, like. You're blessed. Yeah. Like here you go. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll put you the executive producer on this next album. Like your name's you don't do nothing, your name's gonna be on it. You're blessed now. Like, here you go. You know, and it's just like things like that. Like people say, you know, you, you know Drake's not he's not an intimidating guy, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't matter if he's intimidating, because a lot of the dudes that had power, right, like mobster and stuff, weren't the biggest, weren't the fastest, weren't the strongest. They had that money though. That's very so true. You got that money though. That's when things change. Like I don't know if you ever seen Empire, but I remember I saw um, somebody watched the episode, and like one of the episodes was I think Chris Rock was like the big time gangster in jail or something like that, or the big time gangster in the street, like the big time gangster in jail. But um, um, Terrence Howard, he like paid the dudes that were protecting Chris Rock like three times as much money and gave him like a record deal or something, and then they ended up killing Chris Rock in jail. Oh, like Chris Rock was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they just shanked his ass because they they was only in it for the money. They ain't in it for you know loyalty. It wasn't no loyalty. Yeah, it wasn't right. loyalty involved, right? So it was like unless somebody's gonna pay more money than Drake's paying, you know. And it it just gets ugly, and it gets to the point where, like you said, everybody, you know, is just involved. Like the world's involved in something that they ain't having nothing to do with. So you got people passing judgment like he's a deadbeat dad, you know, all this other shit. But you don't know what he's been doing. It's like, oh yes, yeah. Like, yeah. He had a baby mom, a porn star. You had a baby mom, a crackhead. Like, you, like, <laughs> your baby mama's not better. Like, some of y'all, it's not better, okay? Like, you, you can't be passing judgment on somebody and your shit not straight. You know, it's just like, it's allowing all this stuff. And you don't know what's going on. Like, you don't know what's going on. Like, when Wendy Williams was talking, I was like, first of all, I don't even like Wendy Williams. Oh, I, I can't. Don't. I can't stand her either. I, I feel, shoot, a lot of people can't stand her, really. <laughs> I just don't like. I don't like people that make their living off of gossip. Right. It, to me, it's just like you are a bottom feeder. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you are a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. Um, like your whole existence involves around insulting other people and stuff. And it's just like, you just let, let these people just, just get in there. You know what I'm saying? Just getting in there, giving these free shots to somebody. They wouldn't say something. They wouldn't say it to the person's face. Right. Right. right? Like don't say something behind somebody's back. You're not going to say it to their face. And it's just like, now everybody up here talking about Drake and Pusha T, like they got, you know, they got the ball to say something. All these keyboard warriors, and essentially it's just pa- like passing on a negative image of the black man. They're like, oh, Drake's a deadbeat. I knew it. I knew it was a deadbeat. Ah, oh, Pusha T sold drugs. Ah, I knew he sold drugs. I knew. I knew all them sold drugs. And he's just like, God damn. Yeah, I rap about something happy. You know what I'm saying? Something <laughs> like stocks and bonds, 401k, something. You know, right. I can sell each other for not having enough 401ks. That that'll work for me. You know, but it's just like. And the good, the right. crazy thing about it was that Push's um his album 
it's very like I'm not saying very positive, but it's a very good album. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the album itself. It's only mm-hmm. seven. It's only seven tracks, but like minus the last track, which is the diss track, the first six tracks is like I mean it's a it's a solid album. Like I really enjoyed it. So the beef thing kind of overshadowed his album, where I feel like his album would have made you know what I'm saying was very was extre- would have been extreme it's still pretty popular i think he made like a uh, number 3 on the billboard as far as uh top albums but i mean the album was solid and seven it's only seven tracks so which was which is new like people normally don't that's don't drop a, a, an album that's only seven tracks so i mean i would have never even known when he dropped an album if it wasn't for this beef <laughs> So it, was pretty, so it was a good marketing campaign, too. Huh? Right. That's the way I view, like, these beefs, I think, are just marketing campaigns, right? Because you got somebody that's dropping an album, you know, that's new on the scene, and they start beefing. You start, like, what was it? Um, um, You've seen Troy, right? Like, the Achilles with uh, Brad Pitt and stuff like that. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Right. <laughs> it's one of my favorites as well. And remember, he in the very beginning, he went against, like, the biggest guy. He's like, yeah. just send out one, you know, one more at a time, right? Kill him, done. And right now, everybody's seconds. talking about Achilles. Like, oh shit, Achilles, Achilles. That's it, right? So if you send out a diss track, if you're a new artist, you send out a diss track to one of those popular guys out there and get a couple people talking about it. Now your name, you're pretty much you're riding this person's coattails, right? To fame. So if you're an artist like Pusha T, I'm not saying he is like this, but if you're an artist like Pusha T, and people haven't really listened to you because I haven't heard Pusha T album since the clips. You know what I'm saying since grinding. Like, I can't remember listening to one since the grinding beat, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I didn't know he was still making music. I didn't know he was making albums. I was like, don't you have a twin brother? Where's his twin brother at? They don't do it together no more? Like, what's going on? It's not even his twin brother. They're five, he's five years older than him, the, other, the older brother. See, they look alike. <laughs> but I didn't, see, I didn't even know that. I thought they were twins. So it's just like, but they look really, like, really similar. But I digress. It's just like, I didn't know. So now this whole beast coming, people are like, oh, yeah, push it to that one. And I think that's a great marketing strategy. You know, if you can get your name out there from attacking the biggest dude, even if you lose, people still gonna listen to you. True. Because like, Meek Mill got a lot of fans and a lot of followers from his beef with Drake, from people that didn't even hear about him before. Right? Because when Meek Mill dated Nicki Minaj, he got more followers from a whole demographic that he was never even into, like, could never even touch. Then the beef with Drake got him more followers. And a lot of it was hate, but a lot of it was people still spending money to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like you are, you are in a win-win situation if you're the lesser artist fighting against the bigger guy, because at least your name is on people's lips. So it's like you got one black man saying, "You know what? I'm gonna attack this other black man to get to the top of the mountain." And it's like y'all can just work together. Y'all, y'all can just combine together. Yeah, very true. It, apparently. I don't. I I didn't follow the history of it. Apparently, there's some there's some quote unquote history behind it. This might this might this not the first diss. Apparently, Drake dissed him uh, quite some time ago, and he never really responded. And he responded in a record a couple like a couple years ago, but then like he's finally officially responding and throwing a shot in a way where everybody knew he was throwing a shot. Like it was all like kind of subliminal shots being thrown. And then he threw a shot like directly at Drake, so basically kicking it off. Like, here we go, I'm ready to play ball. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I mean, cause that does that even like if that's the case? I mean, he waited some years to come back. So he yeah. was just waiting. Yeah, he was just 
he was collecting waiting. information for years. It was he, just like exactly like he and he said this. I listened to his interview. He was saying it like, yeah, I was just sitting back and I was just just waiting, waiting for the right time. And apparently, he's he still has information or things that he wanted he 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 could say or he could come out with against Drake. And but um, apparently they put a they put a squash to it. But I don't. It's hard for me to say like who won like you know like everybody's like oh this person won i don't even think it matters to me now who won the beef because it's like in the meek mills drake won it was like clear that drake won and it was clear that drake won because meek mill was actively trying to pursue the beef right like it was actively they were going back and forth for quite some time it's like all right eventually he had to just bow out the way this ended where it was like unclimatic Drake puts out like a a statement about his blackface thing. We didn't even get into the blackface thing, <laughs> but which we want we go we have to take a couple minutes to get into that. But he took the statement about his blackface uh, photo and then left it alone after that. And I just kind of feel like I feel disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like I'm I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with it. Like, I don't care if he responds. I don't care what happens next. Like, at this point, then he, ha- then he has other people talking for him. Like, yeah, Kanye came out and tweeted, like, we had a conversation. There will be no more uh, uh, songs coming out. Like, they just kind of, like, let it go after the last song. And I'm like, all right, cool. Take a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, it's just left open in the air. Like, okay, so... Okay, I just left. I don't know. It was, just, it was a completely unclimactic. It was like the ending of Avengers. <laughs> that's what that's what it was like to me. Like I'm not trying to. Oh, no, I, I haven't even seen that yet. All right, not even doing any spoilers. It was just when you go see it, you gonna. Well, walk I, 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 mean, I know what happens. People die, I and mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, people die, but it goes off. Un- again, like unclim. Well, I'm not gonna say unclimactic, but it, it wouldn't. How all the Avengers go off? We're just like open ended, like okay, what's next? Like that's how. Well, you can't because you can't end a comic book movie because it, it can go on forever. Like you can't end like a movie. Like there's no way to end a movie like that. Like even right. with the Dark Knight trilogy, you can't just end it. Like I'm done because that's just not how it works. Yeah. You want to keep making that money. Like even with Logan, right? The uh, X Men movie with Logan when he died at the end. Mm-hmm. You would think that's like a solid ending, but you still know this motherfucker has healing powers, right? So he might come back, right? Something might change. You never know, right? But like you just put in the Avengers, like okay, everybody's like, all right, we're done. Okay, let's have a, go have a cup of tea. Like even like it's just like all right, you know, you gotta leave stuff open ended because you want to keep that money flowing in. And it's like even with this one, like at the end of this this rap beef, both dudes still made money, still making money, everybody making money. Right, the beef thing I think is just a huge generator of revenue, right? It, it just brings in money. Everybody talking about you, your name in, in the charts is just bringing you money, you know. But at the end of the day, was that money worth the you know degradation of the image of your people? I guess in my sense, it was like, is it was it really worth it? Right, right. But you know, let's talk about the blackface photo. Let's let's just go to that one. What you think? How you feel about that? To me, you never go, you never go blackface. You never go Jim Crow. I don't care. It's not even like one of those things like somebody tried to compare it. See, people was trying to say, well, he's black, he can do that. No, it's not like saying the N-word. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, if you're black, you can say nigga. It's not the same thing. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, yeah. it's not one of those things. Like you, just because you're black, you don't go black face. Like a, you already have a black face, so you don't have to go black face. And B, it's a caricature of who you of who you are, right? So you don't. For me, you never go black. Like there's no explanation for it. his explanation for it. Of yeah, this was the time when I was me and a friend of mine were trying to. I, I don't even, even going to quote the the, the statement verbatim, but it was like a time in his life where he basically was trying to make a political statement, right? Just to sum it up, about like how male uh, black actors are treated in Hollywood. My thing is, he's been, that photo was taken in 2007. It's now 2018. Drake has had how many albums, but several successful albums, several successful songs, everything like that, and not once does he ever address the issue of race or racism or any social or political issue in his entire rap career ever so you tra- you were socially conscious in 2007 but you're not socially conscious now in 2018 it, just well, doesn't, I mean, make, it doesn't make any sense to me that's if he was talking well there's a difference though because you know, back then if he was talking about being uh typecasted is i haven't read the thing i've only heard like, people talking about it like again i don't give a shit but um if his thing was about being typecasted right because a lot of times that's what a lot of actors talk about being typecasted so it's like if you are a big, strong black guy, you're like Debo, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. is like hiring Debo as like, you know, a lawyer or some shit in the show. Like that's not going to happen. He's been typecasted as a big brute uh, guy as Debo, right? Like he will forever be Debo. Like no one was typecast. I mean, no one was hiring Carlton, you know, from Carl, like Carlton Banks from Fresh Prince to be like a, a gangster, right? Because that's just not his type. So you get typecasted. So if what Drake's Drake and his buddy um, were saying when they did the photos was that no matter how you know, great of an actor I am or how good I can do or how versatile I am, I'm always going to be typecasted as the black kid. You know, so I'm always going to be seeing the eyes of, um, you know, Hollywood as the, 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 I'm just the black dude. I'm just a nigga. I'm just the black guy. That's it. You know, right, right. if that if that was what the statement was, and that's what they were doing it for, I can understand that because a lot of people and a lot of actresses and actors and stuff just get they get upset. Like Megan, uh, was it making good? Yeah, making good. I remember I saw something with her, and she was upset. Like it was like an interview, and she was you know kind of upset. She's like, I'm tired of being the pretty girl. Like I'm tired of just always playing the pretty girl in roles. Like I want to play a crackhead. I want to play you know uh, a woman that's like reporting her kids. I want to play a, a role that's deep. I want to really dive into my acting skills. She's tired of being the girlfriend. Right. She's like, I'm tired. Like, she's like, I'm tired of always just being the pretty girl. Like, it's not, it's not fun. Like, I remember Channing Tatum, he did an interview and he was just like, you know, he's like, I'm not really, I'm not a good actor. He's like, I'm not a really good actor at all. He's like, I'm attractive. That's how I get my job. You know, so he understands he's been typecasted as the attractive guy. Like, no one's going to give him a role that involves a lot of depth, you know, a lot of mo- emotion drawing. He's going to be the right. guy that dances, that gets naked, and like cracks jokes, you know, because he's not a good actor, you know. Right, right. Like right, I think right. his acting is good for the roles he plays because it it suits him, but it doesn't like you're not going to you know have him playing like the president of the United States or something because he just doesn't have that in his thing. So yeah, the most actor, serious, the most serious role I've ever seen him in was a. Uh... What is that movie? Magic um, Mike. Didn't you love that movie? I've you never know? seen that. I've never seen I Magic Mike. I thought you said you saw like the first, the second good, one. You, good, you good, already petitioned for the third one. Good try. I've never right? seen Magic Didn't Mike. you always say you want like you put out the petition online for the third one to come out? 
No, that, but that in three D, you wanted in three D, right? Like that wasn't HD me. Three D. It wasn't me. You sure? What's that, what's that movie with uh, Samuel Jackson? <laughs> the Quentin Tarantino movie. You're funny. That movie. Uh, Black Snake Moan. Nah, it's, it's fairly. It's kind of new. They they're like it's like a western. They're up on the mountain. Um, oh, I don't know. I haven't seen. Ah, uh... oh, fuck. What's name is this movie? Um, it has him, Kurt Russell. Did you figure out what movie it was yet? <laughs> the Samuel Jackson one? Um, yeah. Shannon Tatum. 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 I did not figure it out. I can figure it out right now, though. Let's take let's figure it out. But anyway, while you, while you focus on that, like, that was one of the things, right? Like, if you're being typecasted, you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes you furious. And, um... You know, I, I can understand like what he was trying to do with that one. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, you know, and I, I'm not even gonna say I hold fault in it, right? Because if that's what you were going for, if you were trying to send a, like a message, you know, about that, it makes sense, right? And I've never seen it before because, like, I stopped watching Degrassi a long time ago, so I don't remember, you know, wheelchair Jimmy. Um, but like you were saying, like he's not stepping out now and talking political stuff like that. I mean, I don't think even in that sense with that picture he was talking political. He wasn't talking politics, right? Because, right, that was just a statement about him wanting him and his buddy wanting better, um, you know, more open roles, right? And now he's not even you know he's not an actor anymore, so he's not being typecasted. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's typecasting him as as anybody. He's still he's just Drake. Like when he does like SNL, you know, nobody's typecasting him like telling him he can't get this job because. Of his complexion, you know, if he applied for a role as like some like some Asian guy, he would probably get the job, you know, because it's Drake. People won't watch it just because it's him. So, so he doesn't have to make that, you know, that cry anymore for equality because he just he got the money, so now he's the equalizer. You know what I'm saying? So, but isn't that isn't that kind of selfish now? So, like, because it's no longer so because he's no longer uh, Aubrey as he used to be and he's Drake now so when he was Aubrey he was being typecasted he was being you know these different type of roles he was, and he was filling it then so right. so he wanted to make a statement about it but, right. now, but now that he's Drake and he's transcended the typecasting he, and he's he's you know he's Drake now he's a big one of the biggest pop stars in the world but so he no longer, it's no longer affecting him it doesn't mean it's not affecting others he could still make a statement on it I mean, See, if you stood for it then, now that you're too. now that you're big, the world will listen to you now. No one even knew about this picture then because he was a nobody. It took Pusha T to find it and bring it back up. You see what I'm saying? But so, like, one of my things when it comes to like athletes and stuff, um, and it's of course no fault or anything like athletes and celebrities, is you know when one of their friends or family members gets a disease, right? Like one of these incurable diseases then they all of a sudden become advocates for this disease, right? True. So let's just use, in this case, multiple sclerosis, you know, for the 40. Um, if Drake's never spoken about multiple sclerosis before, right? Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I don't know if he has, but if he's never spoken about it before, you know, once he finds out that his boy has it, you know what I'm saying, he might become, like, an advocate for MS. You know what I'm saying? He might become an advocate for MS. Right. Even though MS has been around long before he was even born, it's just now it affects him, 
Right? Like people don't start talking about things until it affects them in some way, shape, or form. True. Right? True. People, so it's start, right. people become cancer advocates once they beat cancer, and they become right. cancer advocates. Yeah. So, right. that, so you got these folks that are just like, oh, okay, you know, now I'm a cancer survivor, and now that's all they talk about. You know, you see it with the athletes, you know, and then one of their family members gets a disease, and then they everywhere with it, you know, everywhere in the news, they become the spokesperson, the face of this disease, yeah. and everything. Yeah. But it's been around for the longest time. So, you know, in that sense, you, know, you can say that the, the athlete or the actor was kind of being suffered before because they had platform, they had a platform they could have utilized. But of course, you know, if it's not concerning you, you don't really focus on it. So because it's um, not, but it, my thing is it had affected them at one point in time, right? Right, at one point. Right, so at one point he was like, I so, can't get my money. So, right? I can't get more money because of X, Y, and Z. But now he's like, fuck it. I got all my money. And then, okay, but then there's also a lot of people, right, who don't, or who are not necessarily affected by something and they still stand for it. For example, uh, police brutality and the anthem or whatever, right? Right. No, a lot of the athletes that are taking a nil and they're doing it for representation of the, the, the justice system, right? right. But a lot of they're not affected by that anymore. Colin, the biggest flack that Colin Kaepernick gets is, "Oh, he's a privileged NFL player. How dare he take a knee?" Right? Like he's getting he's getting flagged because he's privileged and he's transcended the the the. So like you're not gonna listen to an average Joe like me or you, but you but you not but you mad at Colin Kaepernick for saying something about it because he's privileged. You see what I'm saying? So it's like well, it, it, it's like it's a it's a lose lose no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lose lose. Like, say something. And you are rich and wealthy. You're not a part of that. They're saying you're just an outsider, you know, trying to do a, a savior complex, you know, God complex, trying to save the little guy. And if you're a little guy talking about it, then nobody listen to the shit you say. Exactly. Like, or damn if you do, damn if you don't. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like somebody's always gonna have a problem with something. So, always. so I mean, not. I mean, I'm not. My thing is about the Drake thing, and I don't even. My point of it was that he's never been political before, and that's that's. It it might it might matter it might not matter right, but my thing is this is that you never go blackface you know what I'm saying like I just I don't I just don't feel like he might have had good intentions involved in it right and you can't say like oh he's racist or whatever or, or because he's black right but like I right. just feel like it was it's a bad look if that makes sense like you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, border, gonna, it's borderline cooning, but we just don't know the context of it, right? Had it been like a like some kind of video or something, then I could push it farther and say it's cooning. But I would say it's just a very bad look. Like you just you don't do blackface. You don't go the black caricature and go that far wearing the Jim Crow. Like you, you just don't. It's just a very bad look. That's that's how I feel about it. Like you just don't do that. It's certain it's certain things that I feel like and this kind well, of all right. this kind of let me let me finish this statement. Like this this mm-hmm. is kind this kind of this kind of runs into something else. But I feel like every individual, like every group of people on like let's like like group of people on this planet have like unwritten codes about the way they should behave and act, right? Right except for African-Americans or black people or Africans, whatever you want to call us, right? Except for us. We all have, like, a, everybody has an unwritten rule. Like, a Jewish man, an Asian, an Asian man, 
you know what I'm saying? Chinese yeah. man, you know, you know what I'm saying? Arabs. Yeah, like they have that, that that unwritten code. You know, they, they have an know. unwritten code. Like you know, when you born, the the, the parameters and if you can operate in. If you step outside of those parameters, your community will frown will frown on you. Of course, we need to like for us. It's so we always make excuses for each other when we do things that step too far, right? And the boundaries keep getting pushed too far to the left and too far to the right. And we well, need to we need to bring that in some like we don't have a centralized community. Uh, that that's the way I would say it. we don't have a centralized community. That's, right? that's very about, true. That's very true. Right? The, the Jews had the ghetto up in New York that was centralized, right? The Italians had you know little Italy, you know all the over Chinese had China, right? Right. They have a centralized community. As black folk, we don't have anything centralized, right? We don't have a centralized set of of just goals and aspirations. We're not all, like, we aren't all on the same track. And the reason why we're not on the same track can, I guess, can technically go back to the way um, our last conversation, just about, you know, you, your, your, your blood, like who are you, who are you um, allied with, right? Like who do you side with, you know, things like that. Cause you have two people in the same family. One's really light and one's really dark. They may be beefing because of the different privileges each one gets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like one, and you have a family divided, right? Like so, like what Jay Z said, like nobody wins when the family feuds, right? right? We are a divided group of people, right? Divided as hell. We're divided through a lot of different things. We're divided by religious ideologies, Christians, Muslims, uh, Hebrews, like like you know what I'm saying X Y Z, right? X nice. yep. We're divided by light skin, dark skin. We're divided. You know, we're we, we're divided over so many different. Ideologies, subdivisions. Subdivisions. Like you're a dark skin. You're a dark skin Hebrew Israelite, right. you know, or you're a light skin uh, Jewish woman. That like, it's it's a whole bunch of shit. Like yeah. we're so divided. There's right. no like we don't have a meeting, right? We don't have like these understandings of like, all right, this is what we're not going to do. This right. is what we are going to do. But right? e- like, but even these other groups, they have their divisions. Like for example, white people have their divisions, right? But yeah. I feel like regardless, for the most part, right, because this country is predominantly white. Now, we have white allies, right? But mm-hmm. for the most part, the majority of them stick to freaking code of white first, right? Like, the majority of them. There's, there's so many of them that we see a lot. We have a lot of allies, but right. they're not the majority, right? You see what I'm saying? So it's like... They still follow certain parameters, even within their own community, and they're divided all over the place, like us, rich, poor, you know what I'm saying, Jew, Arab, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not Arab, Jew, Christian, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're divided as well, right? But yeah. even Chinese, they're divided in Koreans and like all right, you have Chinese, Koreans, right? And they're, well, but that's but that's different though. So it's they're, like they're different, but they're still when it comes to Asian though. If it comes to Asian issues, even the Chinese and the Korean who don't necessarily agree or get along will come together for Asian issues, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> for you see what I'm saying? For us, it's like, why can't we get it together and say, okay, we just need to follow these parameters? Like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You can have your ideologies. You can have this, you can have this, but you just don't cross these boundaries. Like, how many Asian strippers have you seen in your life? <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, if you go on Instagram, there's a number. Yeah, there's, there's a, a number of 
there's a, I'm sure there's a number of Asian porn stars too. Yeah, there's you know? there's a few, right? And they stepped outside the boundaries, right? But I'm sure the community doesn't necessarily welcome that, right? Yeah, I, they were disowned and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah our community's like, oh yeah, look at the thought. It's like it's acceptable for us to allow fringe behavior. We even make it cool to allow fringe behavior in the rest of the world accepts our cool for fringe behavior. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah. we made the Instagram thought page cool. Like, black people did that. That's cool because of us, right? But it's fringe behavior, and we made that cool. Well, yeah, and I remember like, when I was a kid, like, if, if you were a stripper, right, or if your mom was a stripper, that was, that was an insult. It was an insult, right? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> now it's like, your mom's a stripper, and, like, it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or, like it's a good thing that your mom has a lot of men trying to, you know, dick her down. Like, it's what? A, it's a good thing. Like, you have kids whose mothers are IG models. Let's just use that. I'm going to say thought. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to say models, right? Mm-hmm. IG models. Right, and their mom is famous from posting half naked pictures of herself all over Instagram. Not saying anything is wrong with that, but it, it used to be a generation where that was not okay, and it had nothing. Yeah. It had nothing to do with like trying to oppress women or anything like that. It's just not a morally good, like positive thing to do, and it creates certain problems within our community, right? Because now you have little girls aspiring to do the same thing. And I don't think that's what we want to be teaching our little girls to do, right? So I mean, some some women do teach their little girls that and you see these videos. Yeah, they do, right? So it's like certain forms it's like so I'm not even trying to get into like the, I mean and even stuff with men too. Like we make drug dealing cool. We make you know what I'm saying having well, sex so, you know what I'm saying? Think about it this way, right? Think about it this way. So if you have a community of people, right, and all these people are facing the same type of oppression, right, like they can't go out and get a job at wherever they want to get the job, or they can't do X, Y, and Z because of color of skin or lack of, you know, advancement and stuff. And this goes into, like, dividing the black family, right, dividing right. the black home. Because if you have, you know, drug dealers as the providers in a community, well, the young boy wants to be a drug dealer to provide for his mother for his sister, for his younger brothers, right? He wants to do these things to provide for his family, right? So if all you see, the successful guys are the drug dealers, right? The ones with the big gold rope chains. I'm going back, you know, back in the day when it was flashier. In the 80s, you know, yeah. you got to, right? You got to do with the big gold rope chains, you know, the nice Mercedes Benz with the drop top, all the ladies hanging down, just looking like Big Daddy Kane. That's who you want to be, right? right? And how do you be that guy? Not by working at, you know, Whack Arnold's, you know what I'm saying? Not working at McDonald's. Yeah. No. So if your role models, and this is a thing I've, I, you know, if your role models portray a certain way, then that's just how you're going to do it. Right. And if everybody in the community, like, think about this way um, American Gangster or Frank Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody knew Frank Lucas sold drugs. But what is he doing in the community? Going for the, doing for the community. Bringing in that good shit, right? Pablo Escobar, right? Everybody knew he was a drug kingpin. But what's he doing? For uh, what is it? Um, Cali was it Cali or Medellin? Medellin, right? Mm-hmm. He's bringing in schools and shit, houses and stuff. Like, okay, yeah, he's a drug dealer, but he took care right? of the people. He's taking care of the people, right? So, right. going back to the '80s and stuff before it was all this like you know extreme, you know, stepping on each other's feet type of thing. If all y'all were in Harlem, right, 
then y'all represented Harlem. Y'all selling drugs and bringing money into Harlem, right? Mm-hmm. If you from North East, from Trinidad, whatever, y'all selling drugs, you bringing money into Trinidad, right? You looking out for the people, looking out for the community. You don't sell drugs to the kids, you don't sell drugs to the people in your community, some of everybody outside your community, right? right? And those are the role models. The kids looking up, like, okay, this guy right here has the money. He's the one bringing in the stuff. He's making sure everything's good for the family, for the friends. Boom. That's what you want to be. If you flip the switch or flip the script to other um, races and stuff like that, you got business. Your dad's a businessman, right? You got your uncle's a businessman. You got your, your uncle owns his own company, all this other stuff. You know, this guy works stocks and bonds. Black people, right? Black men were incarcerated, right? So during their incarceration, they can't go out and get jobs as CEOs and stuff like that, right? right. Like when they get out, they'll become barbers maybe, you know, maybe become tattoo artists and stuff like that. But that's not big time money. That's not something super glamorous, you know what I'm saying? And that's what the kids are looking up to. And especially if your dad isn't at home because he's in jail or just got dead or anything, you don't even know. And you got this drug dealer dude like, hey, you know, I hope take that's your role model. So in order to like, in order to destroy or mess up the mindset of a people, you get rid of the adults, the men and the women. You make the men into jailbirds or drug dealers, and you make the women into uh, sexual symbols, and then just see what happens from there, right? Like there you go. I mean, we're, we're watching. I mean, we're watching the effects of what happened. I mean, this is this has been a thirty-year psychological program that's been implemented on us, like. And it's been implemented perfectly, to be honest with you. I mean, you had the period of the 80s, which was they brought in crack all into the, the, our neighborhoods. Destroyed them. Destroyed the neighborhoods. You know, we had, because we were just coming out of the civil rights movements in the 60s and the 70s. We had a positive uplift going, a positive momentum and swing heading up. Then you bring in all these drugs, right? right? Destroy us from in, in our communities with these drugs. Everybody's getting addicted to drugs. Then you pass a bunch of laws that now takes all the addicts and the drug dealers and you send them to jail for forever. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, so you just like, oh you got oh you got some weed in your pocket, jail time, ten years. Yeah. Right, forever. So what? so you sent so you you pretty you destroy one generation with uh addiction, then you destroy the next generation with carceration, right? <laughs> and now you you're just, after that, then you throw one to that. They have with, no leadership. With no leadership, and you destroy them with sex, right? Where we have the, the 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 all these homes where children don't have positive role models or fathers or mothers, and we have the abundance of single family homes within our community. And it's not it's not as many as people try to say because I feel like our generation, right? Me, you, us, twenty five to thirty five year olds, we're changing that. Like a lot of us grew up. And didn't have fathers from those past two eras, right? And, and look and decided we're going to be fathers, regardless of what our circumstances are. Like I know a lot of men who aren't necessarily well off, or and have done jail time or did this or did that, but they still decided they're going to be fathers, right? So, right. so I think it's that that swing is coming back the other way, and that stereotype is kind of losing itself. But I feel like the net they have the, the next attack is coming, right? So of we get, and we gotta be vigilant and ready for what that next attack gonna be, right? So we got y'all with this one, we got y'all with that one. What's the next one? What's what attack is they gonna try to do to affect my children, right? So I knew how they tried to get me. I was able to get through it. But how they gonna try to get my kids, right? 
what's the next attack? What I got to protect them from? And I think the next attack is the media, right? This, this, this open age of information and misinformation, right? Because you can go on your phone or you can go on and get access to anything, any and everything. And like the, the scariest thing for me being a father is like when I was seven years old, if, the only way I would have saw a naked woman was either through a, was probably through a magazine, right? right or, or, the, or the fuzzy channel, or the yeah. fuzzy channel where you got to press the A B button over and over again trying to get it to come through, right? I didn't have to do all that. <laughs> I, I mean, you you just did a little bit more than me, apparently. Yeah, I had to work. I had to work at it to try to see the porn flick, right? So, if if you can't, if you can't, so now your kid can just get a phone, go on the internet, type in sex anal, blowjob, whatever, and boop, it's going to pop right up. Shit, they can accidentally run into shit and search it for something else. Like you yeah, can, YouTube has a whole bunch of that stuff. Yeah, you can Google, you can just be looking up stuff and another website will embed porno and, stuff. And oop, there's a dick. Like, yeah, that. yeah, like, will embed porn stuff into their webpage for traffic, for, for flow. So it's like, you can be... Well, that's, how they're gonna, like, that's how they're going to knock... So if you think about it like as a strategy, right? So if you drug out one generation, right? And then arrest that, you know, drug them all out and then you arrest their kids, right? And then you teach their kids um, that it's important to not go to school, right? Not get an education, you know, depending on the government. And then you teach them, you know, them or their kids, sex is a great way to make some money. Right, like sex is a good way to make money. Right, and then you embed in them that hey, you know, it's it's important to be sexy, right? Because like I see young girls now, they're like thirteen or fourteen. I'm like, you look old as shit, right? Like you look grown, mm-hmm. you look like an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like you look like a grown ass woman, right? So, um, well, you know, P and B Rock, P and B Rock, right? Yep. He got caught up, yep. right? And she was like seventeen or something, sixteen or seventeen, 15. right? Fifteen. She was fifteen. Fifteen. Right. She, she told him she was 19. Yeah, no right. idea. So my thing with that one was, well, of course, first of all, like she got into the club, right? Into right. an 18 over club. So that's first of all, like people were like, you know, he should have checked the ID and all So like who checks ID? Exactly. I, mean, I do. Like I do that. I'd be like, let me see your ID. Like I've done that for like ever. Right. One of my I'm like, let me see your ID, right? And also let me see a baby picture of you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because one girl was like, What do you mean? I was like, I want to make sure you were born the way you look right now. You know, like I just let me see a baby picture. When she was like, "Oh no, we had a house files." Like, oh, all right, cool. You know, see you later. Or no, 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 that junk. No, no, no. Make sure you were born a born a female. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So it's like, like if you if you do all that, right? If you do that and teach these kids and everything that like sex is important, right? Mm-hmm. Then how they how they gonna grow up? That's all they're gonna think about is how important sex is, yeah. right? So you got these young girls thinking, "Oh, well, I'm not pretty enough, you know, because my my I, my hair is you know nappy, my my makeup's not right, I have all this acne." And they already had that pressure, right? Like, "Oh yeah, my my acne, my acne, my acne." But now they say, "Oh, I gotta contour." What? Mm. I gotta put on foundation. So now you make it important. Then and then on top of that, you make idiots popular, right? Oh yeah, we can get to that. So, you know, when you make idiots popular, you know, through rapping through the media, what's going to happen? Well, I saw one kid and they posted a picture 
of a uh, little pump. And I guess he, he got his braces off. And then the next day went and got a grill, right? Of course. And the person's caption was, you know, he got his braces off, got a grill. He's my hero. What? I don't, that's not hero activity. But if that's what a person idolizes, right? Like thinking that shit's cool. What else was going to happen? Right. And in my personal opinion, that shit's not cool. Like, I mean, it's cool if he got his brace off and got a grill. That's fine. That's cool. If that's his life. That's cool. It's not cool for the person to think that's heroic behavior. Right. In my opinion, like your 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 criteria for heroes lower shit there. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and then like everybody's setting these goals, right? Because now it's, it's getting to a point where you know social media it, just the validation is ridiculous. Like, oh, well, you know, these are goals. You know, he opened the car door for me. How is that goals? You don't want you scratching his door, right? Because you don't know how to close the door right, right? Like, these aren't goals. These are just regular things. And if you continue to lower the bar and teach children that your looks are extremely important, you make idiots successful, and you show that you can make an entire living off of just on YouTube videos of, like, eating fat-ass food, you can bring in $60,000 a month, and you've seen your dad struggle for forty-five. You're like, this is dead. I'm not going to school for this. I'm about to learn how to make videos on yep. YouTube. Yep. You literally, so it, you literally, there's a woman called the Seafood Lady. Not knock at her. Good, whatever, good hustle. But her, she has a YouTube channel, and all she does is buy seafood and eat it on camera. <laughs> That's all she does. There you go. There you go. She, she, buys, she buys crabs and, and shrimp and, you know. Bringing in bread. Bringing in bread. Bringing in bread. She just eats seafood on camera. Yeah, like I watch these dudes and they, they made uh, they like play with Beyblades, like the, the spin top game I played when I was a kid. Like I watch them when they get like the new ones, they unbox them and stuff, and they bat them against each other. That's all they do is just play with these toys I played with when I was twelve. Yeah. And I, I'm watching it religiously because I'm like, oh, I want to see how these two, you know, because they're all different. Like I want to see how these two interact with each other. That's it. Yep. And it's just like. It's so easy to make money. So easy. Like, why, why do I need to go to school? Like, why do I need to go to school? What am I going to school for? Well, the piece of me isn't... I'm not mad at it. Me like, evil, because I, I should have damn sure should have went to college. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the new way to make money and hustle. I just want people to be smart and understand that just because you can make money certain ways doesn't mean you don't need to be intelligent, right? Yeah, don't, true. you don't make money like you don't make mo- like so think about Wale and J. Cole, right? Like, yeah, they got money, you know, they putting out great verses and intellectual verses. But then you got dudes with Lil in front of their name selling out the charts, right? Yeah. Yep. And if you aren't mentally strong, right, and you're always trying to become number one, and you're spe- speaking that and spitting that conscious stuff and speaking that, you know, in- intellectual thing, you're not hitting everybody. Because everybody can't think like that, right? But that trap beat, that that hard bass, everybody, anybody can rock to that, right? Right. And just think about it. If someone's spitting something that's lyrical, right, versus somebody that's just rapping over a a heavy trap beat, only one of those people can actually appeal to deaf people. And it's the one with the heavy trap trap bass. The people that are deaf still listen to music because they can feel the vibrations. So it's like, if that's the case, there's 20,000 deaf people Right, that you're trying to sell to. Only one of y'all gonna make that money, because the beat only works for one. It's only on one side. So it's like it. It doesn't pay off to be a thinker in this rap game in this media world. 
Right. That's that's facts. It doesn't it doesn't pay to be a thing. It pays to be done, which is why plenty of dumb people are making money now. Like I, I can't even get into the the little tays and the. the <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if, if we want our world, you know, to succeed, we need to stop making dumb people rich. Yeah, we gotta stop making dumb people rich. You're right about that. But like, the question is how. Like, I mean, there's like how, like. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a whole nother conversation, right? Like, like we can't even talk about that one on this conversation because yeah. we be going for that's it. a lot. That's a lot. We might have to, we gonna have to say that for the next topic then. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. at this point, who who knows what the solution is? But we got we got tons of problems. So bringing it back full circle. And we were talking about the, you know, the Drake and the, and, the, and the Pusha T and the way it makes us look. I feel like we covered a lot of different issues and and we dug into it deeper into why we felt like, you know what I'm saying, rap beefs and what they veer off into in the history of rap beefs and, and the history of, so, of conscious, social consciousness within music and everything like that and how we need to protect our image as a community. And so... I, and it all falls in, you know, to me, it all falls in that same category. Right? Right. These rap beefs are just entertainment for people to make money because at the end of the day, a white man still making money off this rap beef. Facts. Facts. That's it. Right? Like, Twitter's blowing up, owned by white guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Anything, yep. anything black people do is going to be touched by white money. Isn't, right? that, isn't that sad? I think, yeah. I think I talked about this one time with you. I said, the, the number one, I don't know if people know this, but the number one commodity in the world is African people. <laughs> like, we're the, That's number, it, like, we're the number one commodity in the world. Like, if you removed all melanated people from Earth, everybody would go broke because we are the number one commodity. Everything that we create is stolen and repurposed. Fire. Yeah, yeah. it is stolen and it is repurposed to the rest of the world. Like they break dancing in Japan right now because of us. Like you see what I'm saying? Like all the fashion, all the styles, like everything is being repurposed, you know what I'm saying? From us. It's just it's it's crazy. So but yeah, I mean you ready to ready to wrap it up? Yeah, we're gonna wrap this one up. Get some uh get some ideas for the next topic. You know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta get these folks uh Spitting us some bars. We need some bars. <laughs> we definitely need some bars. Cool, cool, cool. So you ready to sign out? Yeah, yeah. You know, if anybody's listening, you know what I'm saying? You know, I would really appreciate it if you uh, hit that, you know, subscribe button, the follow button. You know, that would be great. If you tell some friends about it, you know, it'd be great because you never know. Maybe we'll, 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 we might bring you on, you know, have you up here chit chatting and stuff. All right, because you know I'm tired of listening to King. Oh. It's like it's only been two episodes for y'all, but you know I know this man for years, so you know whew, I need I need some new light, some new light, please, new light. Absolutely. If anybody else want to come in and chat with us, that would be great. Get, add, add more value to the discussion, and um, we're going to continue to improve on the platform and try to you know make steps each and every week to get better and better at this and be consistent, and hopefully we we know. We get we get more listeners, and if you get, if you if you like it, tell some friends about it. Get everybody up to listen to us, and we're gonna try to be get consistent with the times. So we get them out at least once a week, and and move from there. So, yeah. cool. All right, y'all. Well, Mike is out. I'm dipping. All right, Akeem is out. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.